It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and uh, it's always so much fun to be with you on Sunday mornings here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're from 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. Uh, we have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And that has worked very well for 1,017 shows today. And a part of that 1,017 shows has been Miss Deborah Harris from Making Miracles Group Home. And I think, Sister Deborah, this is number three for number you. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank it's you so good him. to have you back. Thank you. Uh, the last time she was here with us, she just had so much positive news to tell us about the ministry. And I, I just remember the, the first time you were here and you, I mean, you, you were just, just a perfect candidate for this show because you were full of dreams and aspirations and problems galore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the Lord has has helped you through a lot of those things. Yes. And now, how many years have you been doing the ministry now? Uh, ten years. Ten, has it been ten years? Ten years. Is August that, made ten is years. Is that right? Ten wow, years. Wow, that's all. In, in the realms of uh, doing something, mm-hmm. you cross over five years. Generally, they say five years is a very important important mark you're probably going to make it mm-hmm. if you make it five, five years. years so now you've done doubled that up I didn't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. tell us about making miracles group home what do you do and just kind of bring us up to date on all that okay um making miracles group home it's a homeless uh i don't say shelter i say a homeless uh safe place uh-huh. for young girls that are pregnant and homeless um, we help them bring them in and give them a safe place to live, help show them how to be a mother, um, how to bond with the baby, you know, how to give the baby a bath, how to wash the baby's hair. I mean, um, you wouldn't believe girls come in there and don't know. You know, sometimes they do because they either have a mom that's young that have a brother or sister, right. but they get into... Um, um, relationships and it doesn't work or mom says she can't take it anymore and they have to find somewhere to stay and they find themselves going from home to home uh, living with the boyfriend then living with the boyfriend's parents or living with the cousin or a friend and they get tired and they don't know where to go anymore so making miracles is here to change all that right you know give them a fresh start and start over while teaching them um like I said, the gospel, um, that is mandatory with us. Every Wednesday night we have Bible studies, um, church on Sunday. Um, we have women ministries come in and speak the word with these girls, pray for them. Um, I also uh, ask for mentors to come along beside these young girls. And just talk with them, give them a call, and mm-hmm. say how you doing today. I mean, it means so much, sure. you know, to give them a call. Say, hey, let me pray for you today. You know, you might not know what's going on in their head right. or what they're thinking. You know, because most time they come in and if they sitting too long, it's uh, thinking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but how do they generally find you? Well, um, 
the 211 the big ben 211 uh, we're listed on there if you call and you need emergency um say you're coming from out of town and you don't know where you're at and you're uh -huh. pregnant and you need somewhere to stay you just dial that 211 emergency number and you let them know now, i'm not familiar with that yeah it's here it's, it's uh, so this is something that what the county has set up or the yeah, city it's, it's yeah it go and it spreads from tallahassee perry monticello Pan uh -huh. i mean the Panhandle. how long has that been in existence i have been on that list I would say almost, i say seven, eight years. Is that right? I've been on so, so you are one of the many, I, I would assume, mm -hmm. but the places are, are options right. for young people. Because mm -hmm. your, your ministry is unique because you have that primary focus. Right. If you're pregnant right. and you don't have a home, yeah. you call me. You call me. But now what are some of the other places that would be on that list too that they could go to um the only other place that's uh similar to making miracles is uh the brian house okay and they take in pregnant um okay. girls um that are homeless but um sometimes they full and they don't have space right now know? would they also be as equipped as you are because i mean if you're if we this both, is we yeah. we both do different i mean my program is different because i I took the time before I opened the doors to find out what is needed here. Uh -huh. uh, what difference are we making? Right. You know, um, and we and we all all the ministries are here. Um, the organizations are doing great job, but I just felt like we just needed a little bit more. Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> you know, and. Um, because you got to be prepared for a baby. Right. Because you got a baby you to, coming. Right. You have to and then, then uh, how after they deliver the baby, how long do they stay with you? A year, a up year. to a year. And so, so after, so you've got lots of babies there. Yeah, I get babies there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, we, um, yeah, they stay up to a year because to. Um, my tribes and tribulations in life, being a young woman, knowing that you need help. It's not going to happen in three months. Right, you know? it's right. It's not going to happen in four yeah. months. You need that time. Right. And, you know, you got to, it's a, it's a walk, you know, coming in the door. Uh, number one, being safe. Right. You know, number two, learning how to take care of that child. Yeah. Then number three is we get to work. We have to figure out if, um, what's your goal. Do you want to finish school? Do you want to finish get your GED? Or do you want to be um, coming there and work and start working and, you know, find a job? Right. You know. Um, but now do they uh, uh, always keep the baby? Oh, yes. Yeah. So most time they do. Uh, a wonderful thing about Making Miracles 2, and this uh, has happened, uh, took place about, oh, I guess, the last four or five years. We have had young girls come through that are... Um, Say that they want to give their baby up for adoption, and um, and we say, well, what I tell them when I talk to them is, I say, okay, why don't you come in, and let's see, give it give it a chance, see if there's something you want to do. Right. Don't make that decision because you want to um, be out with your friends. Right. You right. know, and in the long run, that's going to turn around and hurt you because you're going to think about. Your, ch your child, you could have kept your right. baby. So we have had, um, within the 10 years, we have had three babies adopted. And that's awesome when you have families here that really want a baby. Right. And so, but the rest of them, they choose to bring yeah, them. But a lot of them yeah, choose yeah. to keep their babies. Yeah. But now you talk about a young girl mm -hmm. who, and, and you told me before we went on the air, you're looking at anywhere from 16 up to, to 30. 20, or 30. 30. Mm -hmm. 
And so if you got a 16, 17-year-old girl and she's just had a baby, how is she going to support this child? Right. I mean, and, and, and that happens where we had one young girl, she was uh, in high school. Uh-huh. And um, she got to stay with Making Miracles and go to school. Uh-huh. You know, and as she continued going to school, she gets, um, she graduates. She can take some classes uh, at TCC, get a job, right. and then move into um, a low income. They have low income houses where she can move into. Right, but even with that, I mean, even if you get low low income rent, mm-hmm. you still got utilities. I mean, you've got well, transportation. Most time, most you, well, how they have it set up now, utilities and um, in the housing normally kind of run together. Okay, okay. And it, it depends on the amount of money you bring in. And I would imagine that at times after the baby is born, maybe the family comes back involved in their lives. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes, um, because what mom couldn't do at the time, it, the the young girl matures. Right. You know, by being there with us and talking and, like I said, going to church. And we have uh, some of the ministry women come in, right. in the group and start talking. And they start clearing their head up and uh-huh. start thinking better. And, and it fix, helps to fix right. the relationship and, with, with the bridges that they burnt. Right. And then mom <laughs> yeah. stepped back in the picture. And sometimes mom sees she's doing so good. Mom, you know, um, comes around, want to be part of her grandchild now that the daughter is right. maturing and sometimes she gets to go back home. Because yeah. a lot of times when, when those decisions were made back when the they first came to right. you, the, the tension had gotten really bad I right. mean, and more than likely. Right. And somebody had said, I can't take this anymore. Right. But now some time has passed and both sides have had a chance to heal right. and, and kind of regroup right. and, and some good things can happen that because you have become that, that, that ministry that helps to bring the stabilization and, through right. all of the that, chaos. All the chaos. And mom start <laughs> yeah. coming around. And I have had some mothers actually start volunteering, helping out. Is that right? Yeah, they'll come in and help wow. out because wow. they see the change in their daughter. Right, right. You know, that she made a big change. I had one young girl came in and uh, her mom, I think her mom died, but her dad was up and, and she had wanted at one time to move out. Her dad said, no, 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 you stay there. You know, he... He, he liked what he saw. He, right. he liked that she was maturing. She right. Was, you know, and he, she had structure in her life. Yeah, and, he said, was and he wanted her to stay there. He told her, do not move. Okay. Now, what happens to the the guy that's in the picture? What happens there most of the time? Um, most of the time, they stay together. Sometimes they don't. I uh-huh. have had, um, I have had actually four marriages. Is that right? Through Making Miracles. And, and they married the, the father of the baby. Yes. That's a yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and that's a and um one one di- uh he wasn't the father but he married uh she married him uh-huh. and um I think he was in the service. Really? She married him. Right. Yeah. But I mean you have a lot of good, you know, and mm-hmm. it just take time for them to sit still and really think right. and focus because this is what I want, what I want out of life. And it's not all about you anymore. Yeah. Like I tell them, you have this baby here. You right. have to sh- get things Absolutely. in order for him because if you don't, she going to be sitting right where you're sitting. Oh, my goodness. You know? Oh, that's true. That's true. Or he, she, he or she. Yeah, she, she if it's a baby girl and you're not living the right way, you, you're in the world, yeah. living in, in the world, you she's going to grow up doing the same thing and you're not going to be what, what are you going to right. do right history's going to repeat itself History. now tell me about that 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 initial interview you've got this young woman 
that's come to your center, mm-hmm. and she, they've met you for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I'm I, what I'm picturing in my mind, and maybe I'm wrong with this, that that whatever has got her in this situation, there's some rebellion going on in here, mm-hmm. and she's kind of got an attitude. <laughs> just, some, sometimes they come in. I mean, sometimes it's um, they coming in very needy. Uh-huh. Um, they really need. So they're gonna. Sometimes they may try to tell you. Um, all what you want to hear. I, that's, that's what, yeah, that, that's know, what I'm all picturing. What you and something tells me right. that doesn't work it real does, well. No, no. And, and I can tell. Uh, I can tell. I mean, I, I'll have a conversation with them, and I just flat out tell them so, the rules. I so mean, we've been we've been around this this yeah, before. Yeah, these are the rules, and this is what you have to buy. Right. By, you know, and um, you know, all what you're telling me. It's okay, uh-huh. but at the same time, I'm going to believe you, and I'm going to trust you, right? And we're going to start over. Okay, you know, we're going to start over. And when they come in and they see how things are ran, they see that um, the other girls are there that are taking care of their babies and doing their household chores. They start fitting in, uh-huh. and you know, and everybody. It looks like. Sisters, right. everybody but but sister. does it go that smooth? Cause you, cause the way you're describing it, now, that sounds pretty smooth. It, oh no, not no. all the time. No, no, don't get me wrong. Right. That's that's what the structure is. Uh-huh. And sometimes you have a few that um, you have to. We have um, where we do write ups. I mean, we have verbal. I mean, we I bring you to the office. We sit down. We talk about what you did. We um, we can't do this. This is the what's going to happen. We write all of it down. Make sure we keep a notation of it. You, she signs. I sign. Mm-hmm. You know, you have um, verbal. Then you have three write ups. After those three write ups, then we have to find you somewhere else to stay. And and I guarantee you. Everyone that comes to Making Miracles want to stay at Making Miracles. Right. They so don't so want does that happen from time to time where you have to have I, I have had um, one or two that I had to let go. Wow. And that's because if you, number one, I don't allow, allow um, cursing, bad language, and definitely you cannot hit the other person. Uh-huh. You know, um, if I think you're getting mad about something, count to ten. Down. <laughs> sure, sure. Bring yourself down or go take a walk. But I know this had to have broke your heart when, when <laughs> it, you, had, you had let these yeah. go. And, uh, yeah. But it's only been two or three. And, and, how, and how many yeah, uh, young women? Had, uh, I mean, about, about how many have you had come through the program now? I would say almost 100. 100 and young I, women. Yeah, and I, and I tell you, honestly, when they come, they want to stay. They uh-huh. don't want to leave. Uh-huh. Only time you may get someone that want, that wants to leave is, like I said, they're still in that world. Right. And they don't want to let go. Um, I have had one young girl that figured that making miracles wasn't for her. And I said, it's okay. You know, you have the pleasure. You can leave anytime you right, want. Right. And she left. But when she stayed out there for about a week... She called back. And you took her back? Yeah, I did. Is but I had right? to let her feel yeah, sure. it and, and see what Yeah, that's tough love. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, had, I told her, I said, it's okay if you want to go. You can go. And she left. And um, she called back, please, Miss Eric, can I just have another chance? You know, because and and she was she changed when she came back? Yeah, she did. Yeah. She, yeah. Did. she did a lot better yeah. than when she was there yeah. because she got to see. And I, and I would imagine that uh, that here you've got a young girl and she's been there just a few weeks. And then here's uh, a woman that's now has come into term and there's a baby about to arrive mm-hmm. I, I, I can imagine what kind of celebration is going on in your house yeah, we have, <laughs> I mean, I mean um, baby showers oh yeah baby yeah. showers um, we do um, 
um, we cook a lot, we laugh and talk. You know, we, I mean, once everybody gets together, yeah. and, they, and they like that, right, right. you know, they right. really do. They, they like being together. Yeah. Now, now let's let's go back down memory lane here. Ten years ago, you formed this ministry, mm-hmm. Making Miracles mm-hmm. Group Home. But now, what what led you to that? And I know you you we've talked about this on the show before. But there's mm-hmm. probably people listening that's not heard your story. Okay. Um, actually, my life, you know, um, I was. Was um, in foster homes. I was in group home. My mom had a mental ill problems. Um, we were all taken away from her, uh, placed in group homes, and uh, we went to a foster home for a while, and then we went to a relative. So we we left my mom about seven years. Wow, seven years. You say we, so I'm assuming this is your siblings. Yeah, I was how many? Old, I was the oldest out of five. So you had five mm-hmm. young and. and uh, Okay. We were placed, um, and it, it wasn't a good, I mean, it. I think what I learned from some of it was um, I always wanted a family. Um, um, I wanted a nice house. I wanted a family. I wanted my children to, you know, just to, to be this, um, I don't know, I, I, I fantasized a lot, uh-huh. you know. And I was always into the shows like the Waltons. Uh, you know, okay. because they had this big family. Right, right. And anytime somebody yeah. did something wrong, they still all came together. Right. And then at the end of the night, they still loved each other, uh-huh. you know. Right, right. But, um, and, and I, well, me and my brothers and sisters, we never got a chance to feel what love was, what a parent is to love. Um, wow. It was like you just, you knew because they fed you, you uh-huh. know, and they clothed you and you're like well, okay they love me because they did that right. but we didn't know the part of hugging rocking give that child a kiss on their forehead tell them you love them you know right. hug them sometime you know we just we never had that so, so what was going on in the home that was causing this, this dysfunction uh, it was it was a lot that went on um, you know with my um, grandparents we moved with them and this you're looking at in the 70s mm-hmm. in the 70s um, my grandmother she was um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain she was just this woman that I mean caught up into this race thing you uh-huh. know the race at that time and it was uh, skin color made so much of a big difference at that time you know um, your darker your skin it, you was a problem yeah. the lighter the skin you were fine you know what i'm saying oh you oh you cute because you're light-skinned oh you dog oh hey how you doing that's it but um i uh, grew up with that hatred from them because of my dark skin and then what about your mother my mom was light-skinned and she um they loved her which was odd they they really loved my mom they raised her i mean what about her as far as relating to you my mom loved no. She she loved us the best yeah. she could. Yeah. Um, my mom never had a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, her problem was just trying to take care of her children. Right, right. Um, being a single mom yeah. and yeah. trying to work. Yeah. No, where, where was the the dad in the picture? Oh, I, I don't know. He, I don't, I, so you don't even know who he is. We had, my mom had seven children and all six of us had different dads. Oh, so I only see. Two okay. of us okay. had the same dad right. and the rest all had okay. different dads. And so so your your grandparents stepped in and, and helped raise you. Great grandparents. Right. So now what happened that caused you to have to leave and go to a foster home? Well my mom was in mental she was mental ill. I see. So we went through foster home first. Okay. Um when they picked us up from her. It took us from school. Um and 
by us being in a group home in a foster home then my great grandmother she lived in the country so she raised my mom and she was like she loved my mom so she said I'm gonna go get my mom they call her Jeannie I'm gonna go get all Jeannie children and 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 help raise them but then when we get there we're treated different. I mean, we we just wasn't treat, treated like oh, I see. a woman that loved right. your mother. Now, this is all very traumatic. I mean, it, it, think about it. The day you said there was a day when they came and got you from school. your mother. So, school. We were at school. You were at school. Yeah. We so something school. had happened, I guess, that, yeah, I that think brought she this probably on. was reported to the Department of Children and Families okay. or something. And um, we were at school, and then I'd see... Um, and how old were you at that time? At that time, nine. You wouldn't. Oh my goodness! No, and then your nine. and then your your brother's sister, sister younger than you. Younger than me. And then I, mean, I the, took that role. Of, oh my goodness! I took the role of taking care of yeah. them because yeah. I wanted to keep them safe. Right. So we were all taking. So, so in a lot of ways, you were their parent. Yeah. Because you were their caretaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. even though you're in a foster home, you're going to make sure they're yeah, taken I had care to make of. Sure, there. They, wow. They were oh, wow. not um, being mistreated, and half of the time they were and. Um, I remember a lot of times I took um, took the abuse because I didn't want them hitting them because I, wow. they were too small and right. I'm like they can't take licks like that you know wow. so wow. if one of them broke something uh, she'll come in there screaming with a bell and I, I said I made a mistake I'm sorry but I already knew my brother or my sister did it but then she would wow. come at me well, you know and so that as you matured mm-hmm. and became an adult what were you able to do in life were you able to go ahead and get an education yeah I did oh. um, we um Actually, we stayed in the country. I think when I left, I was 16, okay. 15 or 16 when I came back to my mother and I told her all what was going on. And so she went back to court to get the rest of my brothers and sisters. And we went to New Orleans and um, we started going to school there. And um, that's a part of my life, too, that I, the reason I help young girls, because I was this young girl. Um, I call it green. Didn't know anything. Um, didn't know what love was. Didn't know um, what it meant to say I love you or for someone to tell me they love me. So I never had it. Right. So I started getting involved with a young boy um, because he said he did. He uh-huh. loved me and I felt special because, but I didn't know it was a wrong way and a right way. Sure. <laughs> you know? well, but the, but that, we, this thing, yeah. as you have said, this thing repeats itself so, over right. and over and over, over in our society, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, just going through um, that with him, going through school, finishing, and then um, working. Um, didn't think anything about college mm-hmm. at all because that wasn't brought to your attention. You know, that wasn't told to you to go to college or okay. do anything, but... Um, it was just get a job and work hard. Right. So, so the young man that you that you met, you didn't become pregnant, or, or did you? Yes, I did. You did. I did. Okay. I, um, I had a baby boy for him in 1983. Okay. Um, I was 19. And then where's he now? He he's actually in New Orleans. He okay. remarried. Uh, so now, were you able to raise him? My uh, son. Yeah. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. I thought you meant. 
Yeah. Um, my son's father. Yeah. No, no, I mean, my son is here in Tallahassee. Okay. Um, so he's, he's with you? No, or, he's or, on his own. My oldest son is 36 years old. Okay, so. but what I'm saying is that you, you raised him. <laughs> yes. Okay, that, that's yes. what I'm yes. getting at. Yes. So, yes. so, so you, you, had, you had a baby. Yeah, I actually at, had two children for him. Okay. A boy and a girl. Okay. And I raised him. But with him, I tried to stay with him because some reason, I don't know, um, I always had the Holy Spirit around me talking. Uh-huh. You know, I always found myself having conversations. And I always felt like it was more to life, but why wasn't I? I, I why wasn't I getting that? You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And I was like, "What else can I do to 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 make that happen for me and to make things right for my children?" So I decided in my head that I should marry him. Okay. Because um, I thought it was the right thing to do, okay. not really knowing what the Bible said because I didn't go to church. You know, I what I didn't know much about the Bible. Um, so I thought maybe and like I said I had these conversations all the time and I was like well God why is it, why is it so hard for me you know I find myself crying why is it so hard why I don't want and I always felt myself was different I never wanted to live like what I was raised in mm-hmm. I always saw something outside sure. and but that's a good thing yeah, yeah. I always saw it but I didn't know how to get it you know I just, so so during all this time that you were in the foster homes and was, was church ever in the picture uh, yes uh, church was in the picture but like I said I I remember um, I do remember when I was in a foster home there was an older lady that lived a couple of blocks down and she was blind. Okay. And she would tell the foster parent to send the oldest girl because that's how they talk. You had that oldest girl, send that oldest girl down <laughs> right. here, you know. Um, and so she would tell me, I want you to go down the street. She just, I, I can't remember the lady's name, but she said she can't, um, she's blind okay. and she she wants to read the Bible and she she wants you to just come and read the Bible okay. so I think that's why I got my first taste of All right. knowing the Bible sure, sure she would and she actually wasn't reading the Bible but if I got stuck with something she would say it <laughs> <You know? laughs> she knew it didn't she yeah she, when I got stuck and I would have to go down there in the evening and just read right, the right. Bible with her. and um I kind of forgot about yeah. that too. That but, but somewhere along the line, yeah. you accepted Christ as your your Lord and Savior. When did yeah. that happen? Oh, years later. Years later. Yeah, okay. years. I think after that happened, that's when I moved here in Tallahassee. Okay. Really, when so, I so really what, started. That what was brought in that about? Yeah. Ninety nine. Um, I found a church. Um, but what, uh, what brought husband, you? To, yeah, what brought you to Tallahassee? My husband's job. Okay, brought us okay. to Tallahassee. So, so back it up. You, so you did marry uh, the father of your children. The first two, I did marry him. Okay, so you remember I told you? Yeah. I thought I was tired of struggling and right, right, going right. through my, and right. I thought it was just a bunch of sin on me of saying you need to marry this man, right? You know, right. Because that's your children. So, father, that's the man you had these children with. So I was like, okay, I'll marry him. But it didn't work. Um, okay, so so the man yeah. you came to Tallahassee with, it was not him. No. No, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But did, so did did you marry him? The, the, the father of your children? Yes, I did. You did marry him, him but it didn't last. It didn't last. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it continued. Okay. You know, and um I found myself driving one night crying and saying, "Lord, you know, I have to get out of this." I think in my head, I knew in my head I was thinking, um 
I was going to be sinning again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I was going to be committing adultery. So, so you had a heart to, yeah. to follow God. I had you just didn't this, have the I didn't right have the direction. Guidance, yeah, the right guidance. Direction. Right. Yeah. I had all these mixed feelings right. about what's going on. Right. But I was, and I, I can remember when I was about eight, nine years old. You know, I found myself always like, Lord, please get us, God. I would say, God. God, get us out of this. God, why are we right, going through right. this? You know, why right. my brothers and sisters, why are okay. we suffering? I would always say that. And to get out of the marriage, I kept saying the same thing. I said, God, I, I have to get out of this. I, I, I need to leave. I can't do this anymore. You know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying too much. And it's just taking too much from me mm-hmm. to keep going. And I told him, uh, I'm, I'm, I was crying and it was raining. And I said, I'm, I have to get out of this relationship. And I said, Lord, please. I said, Lord, I'm a young woman. I said, I'm a young woman. I'm 23 years old with two children. I said, Lord, if it have to, please, if, if I have to have a man in my life, you send me that man, God. I cannot go through this again. Mm-hmm. And I was crying. Wow, I, I, wow. I was crying, yeah. Lord. And he did. Um, my husband right now, we've been together 30 years. Wow. 31 uh, years. Yeah. And he was the man came to me. <laughs> so so you you, you you divorced your yeah, the, 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 the father yeah. of the children. And then how long was it before your husband that, came, that you have now came into your life? A year. A year. Yeah. Now, what were you doing vocationally during that time? Just working hard. We're working, doing what? Working. Uh, at that time, I was working for Church's Fried Chicken. Okay. Uh, so I you were just doing different things. Yeah, I was yeah, just working. Yeah, Full yeah. time. I had to work you know I have two children yeah, absolutely, and sure. uh, yeah. I yeah. had rent and I had utilities right. but were you able to, to finish high school with, with all of this turmoil going on well, in your life that was after I see yeah, yeah. when this when all that happened with him I was 19 20 uh-huh. something like that 22 so did you yeah. get a GED yeah okay mm-hmm. so and, 19 and then, 20 22 something like right. that Okay. So, so then you you met your husband now, and he I guess he said a job brought him to Tallahassee, mm-hmm. and uh, um, so you came to Tallahassee and life. Yeah, well, you he, live a life. Uh, yeah, because I mean, once well, we met in New Orleans. My husband that I went now, we met in New Orleans. Um, when I divorced my first husband and I met my husband, which I gave him a hard time because, see, I had already prayed and said I was not going to go through this again. You know, I was just going to live my life working and taking care of my two children. Right. And I was like, Lord, I'm, you, you're going to have to send him. And <laughs> what he did. Yeah, he did. You know, but when yeah. he did send him, I gave him a hard time to get in the door. Because, oh, I see. Yeah. I, you're going to make him work for it. Right? Yeah, I, had, I gave him a hard time because he, he was like, he really tried. Yeah. Too, and I would always uh, go off because yeah. you know, I, I had built this wall of being hurt so much. Right. Hell, yeah. I just didn't want to open those doors. Well, I tell you what we need to do because uh, I look at my clock. I said, "Man, we have a good time <laughs> just talking." Uh, Making miracles group home is the ministry we're featuring today here on the Gospel on the Radio uh, uh, talk show. Deborah Harris, who is the director and the founder, mm-hmm. is with us, and uh, we want to get into that story because now we brought you back to Tallahassee as we right. kind of went down memory lane a little bit, kind of get to know you a little bit about your life and uh you've got some new things right. that's happening in the in the home mm-hmm. we're going to play a little music mm-hmm. and then uh when we come back we'll kind of focus on some of these things and kind of kind of get to know a little something about making miracles group home this is a group called poet's voices that's the name right there he saw me when i was crying Bell my arm, I could not see a thing 
whatever. That that kind of sounds like the story you just told us, doesn't it? <laughs> this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I get to do this every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. And I have a question for you out there listening today. Now, we've been uh, at the new time at 6 o'clock for about six months now. And I would like to know how we're doing. If you were a listener at 7, when we, when we went from 7 to 8, let me know if you if you found us. Because <laughs> you can help me kind of judge things. Or maybe you're you're new and, and you hadn't uh, heard the show before, but you're up at that time of morning and you just happen to be tuned in to 97.9 and you found us and you've been with us every Sunday. I'd like to know that. So 567-1703, that just helps me judge what we're doing here. Send me a text if you want to. Just say, hey, I'm, I'm with you, Pastor King. I, I hear you on Sunday mornings. It just helps us to know if we're uh, uh, hitting the target. <laughs> I'm also the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. And uh, we love visitors. Love to have you come worship with us. Bring the family. We start at 11.05 on Sunday mornings. You can find us at frcm.us on the web. And uh, like I say, come and see us. And don't forget to join me every Saturday night. 94.1 on your radio dial for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. A full hour of great Southern Gospel music. And then I'm back again 11 o'clock Monday through Friday for the Gospel on the radio broadcast. So you get a lot of me. But, uh, hopefully you get a lot of the word. And uh, also don't forget to uh, call my good friend Robin Feesmeyer AAA, AAA Heating and Air if you need a new unit. Get the old one repaired. Call him. He'll fix you right up. He does good work, and he's been helping me out for a lot of years here. <laughs> Sister Deborah, uh, Miracle, Making Miracles Group Home, 10 years you've been doing this. And I remember uh, probably the first show or something that uh, a pastor, if I get the story right here, at uh, uh, Methodist Church there on the corner helped you out as far as, is that, is, is, am, I, am I mixing this up with somebody else's story? Yeah. Am I, okay, that, that's not yeah. you. Um, I've only done a thousand shows. So right. <laughs> I don't remember everything. Right. But now, I, I do remember. My church was uh, Canopy Rose Baptist Church. Okay. Pastor okay. Matt Hall. Yeah. And um, I, that's where I started um, making miracles group home from that sh from being in um, okay. Canopy Roads. Okay. And, uh, you know, just talking with the members, a lot of them were volunteers. Um, they actually helped me put it together. So you shared your vision with, with them. Yeah. And I, they said, and they said. And I had a couple of women got together <laughs> yeah. with me and right. um, a couple of women got together with me. And because I didn't know um, when I jumped into it, it was like more of a passion. Right. It was a vision and a passion of just wanting to help. How can yeah. I make that difference? Right. But at the other side of it, you still have business part. Sure, sure. And so I knew nothing about so, that. So you, you found a house yes, that I, you could have these young women uh, come. I just stepped out and um, rented a house. My husband was with I told him what I wanted to do, and he was like, okay. Really? And we just found wow, a house. Wow, that's, that's, that's precious. Yeah. It really is. He said, okay, uh, and we found a house, <laughs> and um, every day he was going over there painting. In and wow. Um, well, I worked in the day. Sometimes I was work at. Well, I worked overnight, so I'll be sleep sometime in the day. And he would go over there wow. and work, get off, and go. Yeah, work but did, on but you see how how wonderful that is because this wasn't your passion. This is his passion. This is yours. But he loved you and he believed in you. Yeah, he believed in me, and he was there to support you. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna give him kudos today. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell him. Uh, I told the ladies um, last night we had a little ministry group came in and. 
had dinner and talking. I was like, yeah, he's my rock. Sure. He, he is making miracles. He's our painter, our plumber, our, <laughs> you know, um, Bless his heart. lawn care, you know, whatever I need. Right, he's right. right there. Okay. He used to go over there and make that our, um, before we open up and we were just getting it together, we would take, we would go there with the girls and spend the weekend, you know, just in the house, you know. So it was built. It was, it was, um, I want to say it was built because we didn't build it, but it was all made out of love. I mean, family. Right. You know. But you had to do a lot of lot of proper remodeling and getting it set up yeah, for, for had, this type did. of usage, which would have been different than just a regular home. home right. right. We had. The, now, how many how many bedrooms did you have? At that time, we had four. Four bedrooms, mm-hmm. and then I guess like a living room, dining yeah, room, yeah, kitchen, yeah. that type of right. thing. Mm-hmm. Three. Now, now, would they share a room? Yeah, it'd be two to a room. Two to a room, so you could have up to eight. Right. Uh, right. Residences at the time, and how many residences do you have now? Um, well, actually, that, no, the house was more of it was one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. We can only have six. Okay. So, because um, the rooms, the other extra room was for the house mom. Oh, I, oh, sure. Right, so, right. Yeah, so we can do probably about we would do five, six was re- very tight, very okay, tight. Okay. But we made it work. Right. Now, are you still in the same house? No. No. We were blessed. Okay, tell us that about was, that. Uh, something I came on the show before, and I was always talking about getting a bigger house. Right, right. You know, um, like you say, I always imagine things. I, I think of it, and, and it's, you know, um, I think about things. I think about how I can get this to run better or how can I help more. Right. Because you're getting these calls all the time of, you know, and I got to tell you, I'm full. And I, oh, and you hate that. You yeah, have to turn I hate it because I don't know where, they, where they're going to go when I say no. Right. You know, um, and it's, like I say, the girls that come in, most of them, when they come in, they're not going to leave. So it's not like I can say, well, Call me back next week because I may have someone leaving. Uh, no. It don't happen right. like that, you know. Because they're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a baby or, you know, once they have the baby or they're pregnant and they just stay until they have the baby. Right, you know? right. So, I don't have a space, okay. you know. So, how much space do you have now? Now, we can take eight. Eight. Eight women, okay. eight babies. All right. I mean, um, the house is uh, six bedrooms, big kitchen, living area. Wow. I mean, we were blessed because we had to close the other house down. We had mold. Okay. We had um, got in the house and um, the person I was renting from was just covering it up. And I was like, I have to move out because these babies get sick. This is on me. Sure. So, um, so, so you didn't own the house. You, no. you, you were renting. renting. And are mm-hmm. you still renting? No, no, but it's good. <laughs> I told you, I was, we uh, no. Um, that when we moved out of making miracles on on one street, the other house, I was like, okay, Lord, I got to do this. I got to move out. I didn't want to because I was like, if I move out, I'm going to be able to open back. And at that time, we were going through the COVID pandemic. Okay. So I was like, oh Lord, you know. What am I going to do? I said, but I have to close down. Um, I said, Lord, you know what I need. You know right. what I need. I, I need you. And I closed it, put everything in storage. My husband, my sons helped me put everything in storage. I got out and made a Facebook post about what was going on. And at the time, I didn't really think I was going to get as much help because, like I said, COVID had just hit right. and everybody was getting laid off. People wasn't working. You know, they had to take care of their family. Sure. So, but God said, no, trust and believe in me. 
and you ask me and I shall deliver. Mm-hmm. And I said, we are not going to rent. I want to own. And all of it came possible. Is that right? I mean, it came possible. We had um, one family, a uh, husband and wife that wanted to donate to a good cause. And Wonderful. asked one of my board members and she said, making miracles. You know, she said, Make miracles. So he looked into making miracles and wow. he said, I wow. love what she's doing. I want to get to know her. Huh? And um, then he sent a message and said, um, you want to buy a house? I'm going to help you buy a house. Wow. Wow. So now, during that time that uh, they found the mold and stuff, so, so you completely shut down for that period yeah, of time. I had to. So what happened to the girls that were with you at that time? I, well, like I said, thank God it was to the point I only had two girls left okay. that had to be placed. And one girl actually was, um, we were in the process. She had got her home, and we were in the process of moving her in. The other young lady, I had a problem with trying to locate a place for her. Uh-huh. And um, Shirley O'Rear at the Breon House, okay. it's a maternity home. She took her in. And okay. okay. And then, so, so how long How long were you uh, shut down? We were shut down from May, and we purchased the home in November. Well, that wasn't too long. Yeah. yeah. And so, in the meantime, that gave you kind of a chance to maybe regroup on some things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because how, how are you funded? How do, how do you keep things going? You got to buy food and all this stuff? No, we don't have to buy food. They buy their own food. Okay. Uh, but um, through different sponsorship, me getting out doing presentations into churches, trying to get sponsors. Um, okay. Uh, fundraising. So, if somebody who was listening today wanted to support your ministry, how would they do that? Um, they can. Um, we have fa- we on Facebook okay. uh, the Making Miracles Group Home. You can donate through there. We you can donate through PayPal Making Miracles Group Home, okay. or you can um, mail a check to PO Box one two nine five three, Tallahassee, Florida three two three. One seven. This is one two nine six. One two nine five three. Five three. Mm-hmm. So that's PO box. PO box, and it's Tallahassee, Florida three two three one seven. You can mail the check there, okay. or you can go through PayPal. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm writing it down because sometimes people will call me okay. later and, okay. and uh, want to know any information about a, somebody that was on the show, and I can mm-hmm. that's I can give it to them so so they can send a donation. If they want to send a check or something, right. they can actually send it to that uh, address because. Um, what you're doing, I mean, you think about a hundred young women who, who would not have had a place to go. No. You've helped them to to go to term with their babies, which which means they didn't abort. They didn't abort. They don't have to do. That. And now, then now that you're helping them raise them, get them back, and and uh, been able to, to su- supply. Now you mentioned that they buy their own food. Yeah. So where do they get the funds for that? Well, that is food stamps. They can get. They can apply for food stamps. Okay. And they can get the food stamps while they're. Uh, consider homeless but not working okay. but once they start working because the goal is um, I try to make sure that I get my girls off public assistance uh, that's a wonderful that's goal main, that's yeah. my main goal is getting yeah. them off public assistance and getting to work uh, they need to learn how to get out there sure, and not sure. depend and right. I call it let the government handicap you <laughs> yeah uh, well, because you, but you're <laughs> right about that because yeah. they're, they're constantly well no I don't have to go to this because I'm going to get this support over mm-hmm. here right. and life it shouldn't be that way right. and so because this, this is a 
part of what you're talking about. They're growing and maturing Touring, about right. life. And a lot of times it's just changing the, the cycle uh, of things. The, cycle, the generational yeah. cycles. Right, right, right. So, so you're, you're a, uh, one of the groups of the things that the, the song they call the chain breaker. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, a you, lot you, of chain. Yeah, you yeah. break the chain, a you break lot. the pattern, mm-hmm. the mold. Mm-hmm. And, and you're and calling these young people to learn how to stand on their own, own two, two feet. feet. And, and, and we're telling them letting them know that I also went through because it makes sure. a big difference here oh, yeah. from the person um, that actually went through right. you know because um, sometimes you know they'll get in their head well, how can you tell me you know you're telling me from what a bunch of books telling you I should do with my life you know Whereas I can tell you because I walked that yeah, tunnel. Because what you described you know? to us in just a little while here in the early part of this broadcast, I mean, this is traumatic. Yeah. I mean, you're at school. The authorities come to you and say, you can't go home. You've got to go over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Nine years yeah, old. Oh, my goodness. I just can't imagine. Yeah. And then you have to go with these people. And you're like, who is these people? And yeah, put, yeah. go get your sisters and brothers from well, there. Right. Class. And you're the oldest and you feel right. responsible. For, and you go get my brother <laughs> from daycare and you put us all in the car. And these people driving and all of us sitting in the back seat of a car. And they drive you to this this uh, <laughs> this house and it's a huge big old well, building it's a huge mm-hmm. building and, you know just a little kid and I mean right. no, no one is there to say okay it's mm-hmm. fine you're okay you're safe no come on right. come on and they're taking you in this place and they divide you all oh, yeah. up the emotional trauma ages, yeah the emotional trauma you, is, right? is amazing with it that right. you you know we that, have been my brothers and sisters and I have been through so much in life and um I still pray for my brothers because they, you know, a lot of it, all that trauma fell on them and they didn't know how to deal with mm-hmm. it because it happened to them at a young age. Sure. I just. Because if I'm you were so nine, some of they, them were, right, were four just, or five. Right. They were yeah. younger. And I just was, I'm so blessed. You know, um, God has always directed me. He, God has always had it. And now as I'm older woman, I can see why, because yeah. I had to be right. strong. In, in a lot of ways, he was preparing you for yeah, what you're prepared, doing now. <laughs> he prepared me, and I had to be strong for my brothers and sisters, because there was no one else there. Now, are you still close with them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they still in New Orleans? Yeah, they, they're in New Orleans, and my sister, one of my, my baby brother is in Texas, and my sister is in Atlanta. So have they turned out pretty well? Yeah, my as sister as did. She, um, she had a, a son when she was in school high school but I stayed on her back I was making sure you delivered this child you're gonna get you're gonna do what's right uh-huh. she went she went to school she graduated I helped her with a prom wow. she, um, well. she um, became a manager of uh, of the bank of um, region how about region that bank how about that and, no, and so what about the rest of the children did they turn uh, no, out okay my brothers it, it was hard like I said when yeah. I went to her I have one yeah. brother he spent 17 years in prison oh my goodness and I had another one he was right. back and forward yeah. in jailhouse my other brother he was um, mostly you would call it like a, a functional addict at the time mm-hmm. um, but, but all of this just gets, just tells us why you have such a heart and passion for what you do yeah. and you're wanting to make a difference in these young women's lives help them to get focused right. help them to, to make the changes yeah. in their life and, and not only in, in practice but in attitude right and how do they approach life? And because they're how they approach life is how these children are going to approach, approach right, life right. because this is what they're being taught. Oh, right. And uh, so, so, so now, if, if I know it's in a private location, but 
at the at the group home, if you were to go there, mm-hmm. you'd see these young women. You see children. Yeah. And now some babies. Yeah. Um. The. I mean, it's it's such a a homey feeling. Right. And um. And if you all are listening, if you would like to. Uh, Call and contact me, Deborah Harris, at 850-727-3304 is my number. My email address is Harris underscore Deborah, D-E-B-R-A at yahoo.com. And you can call me or get in touch with me if you would like to come and take a tour of the home. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and, and and I can show you and you can feel what um, the, the love right. when you walk in the door. Yeah. But, I mean, and then... You know, just the new house itself is just, I mean, we were just so blessed um, with the new house. Plus, on the side of the new house, I have an office, my own Oh, office. really? So, we got a two-for-one. You know, God was good. He was like, I now, heard you. Now, when you when you come into this new neighborhood, has the neighborhood embraced you? Has that gone well? Well, the uh, neighborhood is very quiet. Um, we are kind of like in a little... Um, like a little small cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. okay. like when, and it's um, the house um, for the the girls, and then it's my office, and actually there's another house on the side that the owner, when we bought the two houses, he was saying he would give me first at the other really? house, and that house um, is what I've been praying about no. that we do need because um, I'm having so many calls for women that are coming, women that that have children, mm-hmm. older children. Like, say she say she's working and she has two children in elementary school. Um, something happens where she has she's being evicted. Okay. But she, where should she go with her right, two children? Right. But she has a full time job and she's working. Where do she go to be safe with her children right. until she can make the next step to get back into? So this is a part of your part of your passion. Yeah, the, the, it's my passion. You, but you mentioned two houses. You, you already have two houses. Yes, and so yes. somehow another I missed that. So yeah. did you buy both of them at the same time? Yes, or the, we did. They're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we had the big house, and then on the side of it was a one. Um, bedroom, kitchen, and bath. And when I walked in, it he actually was storing his equipment and um, different stuff that mm-hmm. he worked on houses with right. here. So it was very junky, but he had never used it as a house. So it had a nice shelf. Oh, I see. And so so it, it was it was a part of the original house. Okay, so it was all together when you made the purchase. You actually bought both of them at the same time. Yes. Well, I asked him um, when he said um, he said, "Well, I have this one over here. Would you like it?" And he was. Yeah, and I opened the door and I looked at it, and it was like I didn't see all I didn't see all the junk. I uh-huh. just saw oh possibilities. Yeah, like, <laughs> the dreamer, Deborah, said, the dreamer. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I like oh, that. This, I said, this, you know, and I had some of my board members with me, and they were like looking around, like, mm, you know. And I was like, no, I want this. Yeah, I want yeah. this. And he said, you want this? And yeah. I said, yeah. And so he made us a deal. He gave us both. Of wow. Them. And yeah, that's like when the Joseph's brother says, "Lo, come at the dreamer." Yeah. <laughs> He said, yeah, because when I walked in, I saw my office. I was like, this right. is my office. So now the dream is the house next door. Yeah. And so, well, the, the thing is, he said, the same God that's provided this so far is the same God that will provide the now. But, but to the radio audience, uh, she's doing a good work. God's brought her to Tallahassee to do this. Young women are being ministered to. Lives are being changed. It's a good investment if you want to get involved. Please. And I always encourage uh, churches a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Churches just uh, uh, 
a congregation could go and you talk about your husband does, does a lot of this work yeah. and they could go help yeah. with some and of those we things do. we do yeah. have volunteers yeah. some of the churches come in and you know take a load off him that's a wonderful so he thing have yeah. to do it all himself yeah. um, we have a lot of churches a lot of members donate stuff because um, once the young lady um, gets her home we I put out a post and say hey we have a young lady that's graduating from our program and she has her first home we need a bed we need a dresser we okay. need towels okay. We need sheets. We need, you know, we need right. we need donations. And people come. I mean, when they hear that or they see it, they come and deliver. And we furnish the whole apartment up for them. So they can go to your Facebook and mm -hmm. see all this stuff. Yeah, and, go and, to my and, Facebook page, Making Miracles Group Home, okay. and you can see. I mean. Okay, and then they can, Parties, they can befriend you if they showers. wanted to. Yeah, bef I mean, yeah. baby showers, um, graduation when they leave in, uh, accomplishments of some of the girls. Some of them get, I, I have a lot of them get baptized, except wow. the Lord wow. is their Savior. I mean, yeah. that is just so amazing. So Making Miracles Group Home, yeah. mm -hmm. that's where they find it on Facebook. Now, is yeah. there a website too? Yeah, you can go to www.makingmiraclesgrouphome, one word, dot org. Or okay, mm -hmm. okay. ORG. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and that PO box again is twelve nine five three uh, zip code uh, three two three two three one seven. Okay, mm -hmm. if you want to just just send a donation, yeah. if you want to find out, uh, she's invited you to come and yeah. take a tour. Come take a tour. So give her a call. Um, you know, I, I love people to come and see what they're planting their seeds into. You okay. know, um, it's a wonderful program. It's so much needed. Lord, it oh, is absolutely. needed. Yeah. Um, we have so many girls here yeah. um, that need well, help and. You may know someone. If you know someone that's out there that's um, maybe walking the street and homeless and pregnant wow. or carrying a baby, you know, and you don't know how to help her, uh, give me a call. Okay. You know, give me a call. Making Miracles Group Home, uh, Deborah Harris. Mm -hmm. You can check her out on the Facebook or the web. Mm -hmm. And um, it's another way. Yeah that you can get involved we also and be a blessing have, to the kingdom. We also have, I forgot, um, I wanted to talk about, we have our big fundraiser this year. Okay. It's actually going to be at the Antique Car Museum, and it's going to be on May the 16th at between 1 and 4 o'clock. And okay. it's going to be a family fun day. Bring all the kids out. We're going to have games. We're going to have food, okay. um, bouncy houses, face painting. So come out Why? Um, supporting the cause we will be okay. giving out donation cards if you would like to do a one time donation or you would like to do monthly donations and this is very important for your for very your yeah, this helps and it's, what is it in May 4th Mo May 16th May 16th mm -hmm. 4 o'clock that's what I heard 1 o'clock <laughs> it starts at 1 o'clock <laughs> just totally ignore me okay. <laughs> listen to her <laughs> May 16th 1 o'clock at the Antique Car Museum yeah. big fundraiser big for fun. Making Miracles Miracle Group, Group Home, home. And, and you want to be a part of that right we always close the broadcast out with prayer father god we thank you lord for sister deborah and lord what you're doing through her and through this ministry god bless it we pray and lord we do pray for these young women and father we pray for america father we pray for our city tallahassee yes. we pray for peace in the streets of jerusalem and father these things we pray in jesus name amen amen sister deborah thanks for being on the show you're welcome you're and welcome. until Anytime. next sunday morning may the lord bless you